welcome to episode one of Coasting By, the podcast. Yes. And you are here with your hosts. I am Anna. I am Kelly. And we are coming to you from opposite sides of the country. Um, I'm here on the East Coast in Brooklyn, hanging out. And, um, and I am on the West Coast in L.A., hanging out. Hot. Yes. And um, we're going to talk about stuff here. Talk about acting and our attempts to do it. <laughs> um, we'll talk about things that we've learned in the city. Because we're... We're Midwestern girls um, at heart, mm-hmm. and we're learning things every day about the so city. So this podcast doesn't just pertain to acting. No, no, no. It is, it is no. city-wide. <laughs> city, whether you're an accountant <laughs> or a garbage man, I mean sanitation mm-hmm. professional, or, or ant farmer. A fish, ant farmer, yes. Mm-hmm. Fishmongers. All professions. I want a nurse to listen to our podcast. <laughs> Just any yep. nurse? Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's cool. Maybe maybe they will. I love how I, I told you to make this introduction and I just started. <laughs> no, that's what it, that's how it, that's, that's how it needs how to go. This podcast is going to go. <laughs> this is how it will happen. You know who's going to listen to this? Rob Matsushita. Ma- yes, Rob Matsushita. <laughs> that's number 1 and my sister. Yes, and Michael Herman. <laughs> I, I see those people. Yeah, our listenership. We've just identif- identified the demographic. We're both actors, mm-hmm. in quotation marks, <laughs> because not that we've done any real work <laughs> in yeah. our respective locales yet. <laughs> um, but that, I think that with that, we should tell some stories. Yeah. About um, audition, audition land. <laughs> we have tried many times. We have tried and <laughs> not failed, but learned. We're going to call it learning from now on. Failure comes. We're not. <laughs> sometime, hopefully. We're not going to say the word failure. We're going to say the word <laughs> learning. I had a learning experience. That's Ooh. what it's going to be, I think. Tell me, tell me about your learning experience today. Um, I had a learning experience just now that I just returned from, and actually the reason that I got home as late as I did, I actually got in like almost right away. Um, I was only there for, they started at like quarter to seven, and I was in and out by 7.30. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I didn't get home until 10 o'clock was I ran into someone I knew from Madison. Really? Yeah. Oh, ben. Madison ben. Ben Gropner. No. Yes. He's in New York? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And I was, like, looking at him, and I was like, he looks like one of those brothers. <laughs> and I don't know which one he is. Um, for, for anyone who doesn't know the Gropners, <laughs> um, the Gropners were, like, this, like, brotherhood of, like, eight kids who all looked alike, and you just... They're really eight? Really, and no, no, they were, like, three. <laughs> You just never really knew which one you were talking to. The only way I knew is that I went to school with one of them. I was like, okay, you're not Dan, then you're the other one. That other one. But yeah, Ben and I hung out and had some beers, and it was weird and crazy. Now, 
Cool. Which one is Ben? Ben is the middle oh, brother. So he's like... He's like a little... Yeah, a little younger than us. 23. He's a cute maybe. one. He is cute. He's got a look. <laughs> he does. look at all the other Grapners. <laughs> <laughs> the Grapner look. So tell me about your audition, though. I think the problem was... Because I have gone to other auditions and been like, I'm not going to get this... I'm just going to go to this audition and, like, you know, it's going to be a learning experience. Um, But this one, I felt like I really actually had a good chance Mm -hmm. to get something. And so I think that freaked me out. This place where the audition was, Uh it was like, we were like, Ben and I are talking and I'm like, by the way, where are we? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) And then he looks, he looks at the wall and he's like, there's a bill of rights for senior citizens on the wall over there. (laughs) And we're like... Uh, and we were in a room that was a geriatric daycare center. Nice. So that was cool. <laughs> On the audition, they had like a sheet, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and there was name, address, phone number, and then one of the blanks was service. <laughs> and uh-huh. so I'm like, um, I don't know what this is. <laughs> So I just, like, left it blank. Which service do you provide? (laughs) So, and it was up by the, like, demographic information. So this girl later on was like, yeah, what's the deal with that service field? Do they want to know what cell phone service we use? (laughs) And somebody else was like, no, they want to know if you have an answering service. Like, if you have a a phone number set up. Exactly, yeah. And so she goes, can somebody give me a pen, please? Because she had totally written, like, Verizon (laughs) in the service. (laughs) And this other guy was like, yeah, I wasn't really sure what that meant, so I was just going to write yes. (laughs) I'm not sad that I went because I, you know, ran into Ben, and so that was crazy. So I, like, I know somebody else in New York. Um, But, man... I, like, fucked it up real bad. The only thing going for me is that every other single woman that was there was an ingenue. And I am not an ingenue. And there is a part that's not an ingenue part. Yeah, that's so that's my story of a learning experience from this evening. It was fun. That was a good learning experience, though. Did I tell you the other day how I made up a song about how awesome I was at Excel? Yes, I recorded it. Ah! Bravo! that I went on um, earlier this last week and um, 
it turned out to not actually be an audition. It was more of like a screening, and we didn't really know that when you went in, which was fine. Like, I'm used to standing in line waiting for something to happen, and um, and I, I find it really interesting during auditions, like the best friends that you make. You become friends with these people because you stand in line with them for at least an hour, hour and a half. And then, at least I don't ever exchange numbers at the end. People are like, ooh, what's your MySpace profile? Which actually happened to me later this week. One guy actually offered to take me to lunch, and I was like, mm, I've got to go somewhere. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those like horrible moments where I really didn't have an excuse, but I just didn't want to hang out with him. And he's... Oh, I hope he doesn't hear that the podcast. So you stand in line with these people forever, and you just naturally end up talking to them. And there was this guy in line, and uh, for, like, half the time he was talking about those superficial actors that really just, like, try to compete with you or try to put you down or put themselves up. And I was like, yeah, of course they do. They're actors, you know. And I'm not one of those people. I just try to keep to myself normally and bring a book or an i, you know, an iPod. Yeah. And um, yeah. so we kept talking about it, and we ended up, like talking and this other guy joined in and this guy turned out to be a magician and, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. like like did he did he have a magician name uh no it was his name but he did have a slogan um, <laughs> he has no magician name but well, he has like a, his reg- I, like I, should gra- I should have grabbed his card because i don't wait, wait what pants was i wearing hold on i'll find <laughs> get your pants card. I think they're still in my pants. Ooh, look at that. We still have it. Joseph Tran, a member of the Magic Castle, and his slogan is The Magic and Mystery of Joseph Tran. <laughs> now, <laughs> That's really not that compelling. No, it really isn't that compelling. Is, was the Magic Castle on Arrested Development? Because I think I don't, it might have been. I don't know. I asked him later what it was, and it's apparently like this according to him, high class, <laughs> you know, you need a gown to go. Actually, this is how he brought it up to me. He goes, so what have you seen of L.A. so far? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I went to the Griffith Observatory. I've been hiking. Like, what are you, what are you looking for here? And he's like... Did he, did he say it like that? Yeah. No, exactly like that. Like, leaned up against seen? the railing and you know, <laughs> kind of gave me that sly look. What have you seen so far? Um, and so I told him, he's like, do you own a dress? So I was like, yes. I own a dress. He's like, well, what? Yes. That was how he prefaced this whole proposal. Do you have a dress? Ew. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have a dress. He's like, good, because you need a dress to get in. Come see my show <laughs> at the Magic Castle. That's gross. Yeah. Apparently, you, like, need to know someone or have a dress or something. <laughs> I don't really, like, I don't really care or know. He, he made it sound like this. it was a super high class. But first of all, if you're like a magician, you shouldn't be in L.A., you know? You should be in Vegas. Vegas, totally. And, and like, he was one of those people that tried to act really cool about the audition, but you could tell he was super, super nervous. And the funny yeah. thing about it was he worked for the company. He just worked in a separate part of the company. But he made it okay. sound like he had an in, but that he wasn't <laughs> using it. When you could tell that they made everyone audition for this certain role. Oh, and, uh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, he was like, I could have just, you know, talked to them. But I decided it was better that I audition with everyone else. I wanted to see the process. And I was like, right. And you know what? Didn't see him at callbacks. Just going to say that. Ooh, burn. 
so we're standing around and he's starting to get more and more nervous. He's telling me and this other guy's like, you don't have to be nervous. You know, you don't have to like, you know, just, just go up there, be yourself. And we're, the two of us are both very cool and like, yeah, it's, it's going to be fine. You're just there for a two minute interview and you know, we're, we're calmed down. He went to get drinks of water like three times. He made some horrible masturbation joke midline because he was getting so nervous. What? Yeah. He was like, oh, wait, wait, I forgot to tell you something else I do. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, I just, and I didn't hear him. And I was like, what? And he goes, oh, I, I go choke one off real quick, but it was a joke. Which was awesome <laughs> because I ruined his joke. Had I heard him the first time, it might have sailed. But I made him repeat his masturbation uh... joke. But, uh, but the next, at the callbacks, I saw this other random guy, and, like, we gave each other hugs, and I think it's so interesting that when you're in an audition with someone, even if you don't really talk to them ever, ever again, because you shared that hour, hour and a half of waiting, you're automatically, like, BFF. That's totally true. I love that. Does that happen in New York? Yeah. Like, um, the, there was a girl who, um, we were waiting to go in, and... The woman in front of me sang the song uh-huh. that this girl wanted to sing. Oh, yeah. And so, like, all of us who were standing there in the hallway were consoling her and telling her it was going to be okay, like, we were her mom yeah. or something. And it was just, you know, for those, like, five minutes, we had to be her BFFs because right. we were the people who were there. It's a proximity thing. I know. There was one audition I went to where the, the topic of conversation turned to 9-11. And I f- oh, my God. Yeah, I found it so interesting because there were maybe, like, five of us in the room, and everyone had to tell, like, where they were on 9-11 or how they were related to New York in some some sense, whether it was before 9-11, post-9-11, it didn't matter. It was like everyone had to tell their story, and they all had to, like, relate some way, and I just sat there. Just so intrigued by these people who, first of all, they're actors, so they have to talk all the time. Right, right. And, and make it all about them. Good story. Yeah. Why, thank you. Thank you so much, Anna. Um. So, remember how you and I used to send each other Craigslist ads? Yes. When I was looking for an apartment in New York, mm-hmm. I did use Craigslist, and so... I started perusing the missed connections. So one of the things we've decided to do on the podcast is regale, probably mostly ourselves, (laughs) whoever happens to listen to this with tales of Craigslist. And I think the name we came up with was Craigslist Craigslist Corner. Corner. We should totally make a a little jingle. Craigslist Corner. Craigslist Corner. I think that's um, so. I have, I have one that I'm going to read to you, Kelly. Um, that Kelly has not heard. Mm. Um, so the title. So this one is a Valentine's Day related Craigslist ad. Since it's we're recording this on Sunday the 18th, um, when it will actually be posted remains to be seen. But um, so Valentine's Day just happened, and this one was posted actually on Valentine's Day at 11 p.m. And the title is Foe the Girl with the Beef Heart in Her Trade Fair Bag, 8 p.m. 23. It does say Foe. Um, But I think that was a typo because the rest of it is written quite quite well. Um, It's kind of long. I'm going to read it, though. You were on the F train going downtown. You had dark hair, 
full, beautiful lips and wonderful eyes. You dropped your trade fair bag and then shouted, Oh, my beef heart! Then accidentally kicked it a couple times while trying to pick it up, like in a Buster Keaton silent film, splattering cow blood on an old lady's black boots, but she didn't notice because she was drooling on the shoulder of the uncomfortable twenty-something sitting to her left, her eyes rolled up in her head, snoring. You finally picked up your plastic bag with beef heart and laughed for about a third of a second, self-consciously. I guess that's why you nixed the laugh. You looked around and blew your hair out of your eyes and then saw me looking at you. You smiled, and I smiled back, and I said I hoped your heart was okay. You said it was a Valentine's present, and I laughed for like a fifth of a second (laughs) because I didn't know if it was a Valentine's present for you or from you, And it suddenly seemed really weird to be dropping and then kicking a bag with a cow heart in it, all slapstick-like on the subway, on Valentine's Day. Then, somebody farted. I don't know who it was, other than to say it wasn't me. My bet is on the old lady who was leaving a very definite wet spot on that poor college kid's shoulder, and he was definitely on the cusp of losing his ish. Apparently this person thinks you can't swear on Craigslist. Um, I saw his hands ball up into fists. By the way, if it was you that farted, I don't mind. No biggie smalls. Anyway, I hope you had a good Valentine's Day, and if the cowheart was from you and you're getting over something, I really found you attractive, for what that's worth. And I wish I hadn't been heading to some show at the Parkside Lounge, because I would have really liked to talk to you. Well, you probably won't ever see this. Girls with beef hearts in trade fair bags probably don't go on misconnections much. This is the best line I've ever read, ever. But I sort of feel like when I got off that train, your trade fair bag was one heart heavier. (laughs) The end. That's so sweet, and yet... It was... (laughs) Well, and like, there's the whole section about the fart, and I don't. You know, I have I to. Know. I have to assume that that the person who wrote that was a filmmaker or like aspiring filmmaker, <laughs> like a student at NYU with a film program, for sure. I I hope so, and I hope I see Beef Heart Girl. You know what on I dare you to do? I dare you to respond soon. to it and just be like, "Yes, <laughs> I loved you." Yes, that was just me. Come meet me. Just so you can see what it looks like. Someone to wear a red corsage. Wear one red (laughs) shoe and a navy peacoat. I'll bring my heart. I kind of wonder what she was doing with the beef heart, but maybe it was just to eat. I... People eat that. I don't really know what to say to that. I... (laughs) I wouldn't. Uh... Uh, That's like eating a turkey's neck. Like... Some people save it during Thanksgiving. <laughs> like my mom, she saves the turkey's neck and is like, mm, "Well, does she, I want that part." But, does she eat it or does she make stock out of it? I don't know. Shouldn't you eat it? Because I think she eats it. I don't know. I don't know. Because you can like you know take parts of the animal that you wouldn't necessarily want to eat and no, make I stock out of it. it. Unless I'm thinking of some other obscure part of the turkey, but I was pretty sure it was the neck. <laughs> The giblets? Mm, give me mm. the beak. <laughs> giblets just I sound gross. The beak? The, <laughs> the beak's like full of calcium, probably. 
Yeah, and then you have to go to the dentist because you have no teeth. What are the giblets? Gross. The giblets are like the liver. Oh, see, and have you ever eaten liver? Heart and stuff. Yeah, well, I've had, I've not had liver. I've had liver. I've pate. eaten like the liver and onions liver you get at like a horrible diner in a small town when you're bored. Oh. Someone ordered it and yeah. they made me eat it. And it was like, it was like oh. someone put a belt in some boiling water and then fried it a couple minutes later and then decided to feed it to my mouth. And then my throat was like, uh uh-uh. uh. That is not nope. digestible. We are going to cough that up and put it back on the plate. Hopefully back in the fryer and then to the belt where it it came. It was so gross. That's gross. So we live in very different places from each other, but primarily from the place that we spent the majority of our lives, which would be Wisconsin. And every day there's something, something crazy yeah. That happens, and it's like, you know, you just live in your life, and then stuff and happens, he, and you're here like... Here it is. Something you're like, crazy. what? What just huh? happened? I don't... Crazy. That's crazy talk. That was not Wisconsin. <laughs> that would never happen in Madison. I would not no. see that person at the Great Dane at all. No. So let me tell you about someone I did not see at the Great Dane in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> Ever. Ever. So, okay... So traffic is horrible in L.A., so any of you that are thinking of moving there, they say it's bad. It's worse than anyone ever lets you know. Um, so there was one night I went to um, Best Buy. Neil and I, Neil's my boyfriend, and uh, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said his name. Uh-huh. Um, so we went to Best Buy. You should and then... make up a moniker for him. Okay, so I'll start over again. No, I won't. Neil. <laughs> I'll never remember to give him a nickname from now You know, I'll never, I'll slip up. Call him... <laughs> N style. <laughs> N style and I decided that we were gonna we were gonna wait for the traffic after this Best Buy visit after work. So there's this Ralph's and Ralph's is like a cops, like a you know just a regular big grocery store chain. And so we bought um, one of these salad bar items and we decided to eat at this little area they had for coffee and there were a bunch of tables. So we were sitting there. There was, like, this old man who was sitting there who had clearly had some sort of, like, surgery on his nose. His whole face was bandaged. And then there was, like, a, another... Yeah, it was really gross. I had to, like, sit in front of him and eat my salad. Then there was this old woman to his left who clearly ate there every day. You know, it was those people that buy, like, uh... the salad bars or the sandwiches and just, like, sit at the coffee shop at this place and yeah. every night. And then there was, like, this other old couple that, like read magazines the whole time and sat there. And then there was this, like, very strange foreign dude. So, like, and then there's, then there's Neil and I, like, this, these two Midwestern kids just trying to avoid the traffic, you know? And we're, we're sitting there and we're cracking up because we're very, we stand out so much. Like, you know, like, we are clearly not one of these people. And we can't, right. we can't believe we're in this situation and that we're in the city with old people with nose jobs and, you know... <laughs> It was just it was just so surreal to begin with. So we're sitting there and I see this couple we're by the wall. And this couple sits down at this little booth that's like against the wall and it had all these magazines on and I thought, Suckers, no free tables You know, like they had to sit there and drink their coffee and um it was just a very strange place for them to sit first off. And so I'm sitting yeah. there eating and I I look over eventually and I look at the guy 
And I'm like, oh my god, he's famous. Like, I recognized <laughs> him, and it was Jonathan Silverman, and he was in um, Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Like, hasn't done much since. No, he, he had, had a he had that show, Yeah, and it was really good. Yeah. So, I kind of like my heart starts racing. Not that I, I'm seeing a celebrity, but like, <laughs> why are you eating here? And so I look to Neil, and I very slyly, I'm sure, like, put my hand up and go, he's famous. <laughs> and he, he knows Jonathan Silverman. He watched his sitcom, like, every time it was on. And he nods yeah. his head and smiles. I'm like, why are they sitting here? And I look over later, and he's with Jennifer Finnegan, who was in Crossing Jordan for a while and is now on her own show, Close to Home, which I've only seen once. And I was like, oh, my God, that's a great bag she has. I wish I could afford that. <laughs> But, but the fact that these two celebrities, who I looked up later and they're apparently engaged, the fact that they're, like, sitting there at this, like, out-of-nowhere grocery store, drinking coffee, reading the Inquirer, they were. And then, like, at one point I was putting down a magazine and Jonathan Silverman and I kind of, like, brushed shoulders and I wanted to, like, touch him and be like, oh, sorry, our, ta- our table's free now if you want it. But it was just the strangest place you would think to find a celebrity in California. Hey. Yeah, so. They, have you, they, they're just like us. They are just like, I, and I really wish I'd, like, taken my cell phone and done a, like, quick little picture or something <laughs> and then sent it in. <laughs> they drink coffee at a grocery store and read the Inquirer. Whoa. Although, I don't really know if their pictures would have sold in Pro- the Probably magazine. not. No one really would have known who they were. No. I've seen her I mean, show I, once, and I was like, eh. I don't, yeah, I don't know her at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, I think like, my even blog, when I mentioned you said... it was a short-lived <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but I, I did love Jonathan Silverman. He's a, he's a cutie patootie. He is. He had, and he had very nice hair, also. I don't remember what his hair looked like when I saw it. I just remember thinking, you look much smaller than I thought you would. They always they do. do. It's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Those crazy celebrities. I know. And they're crazy purses. And I thought to myself, how many <laughs> of those does she have in her closet that she doesn't even use that are, you know, 400 times more expensive than the one I have to carry around all the time? <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer Finnegan. You could have asked her where she got it. Or proposed a trade i had just thought about asking her if i could just take it <laughs> excuse me jennifer finnegan i'm a struggling actress would you like to give me your <laughs> that would be awesome it was I, I thought it was funny though later that that was my first thought about her not oh my god you're on a tv show it was oh my god you can afford that purse <laughs> i need that purse right now now bad lucky <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, something crazy has to have happened to you in New York. There was there's some crazy stuff, but the thing I think that has epitomized the city living mm-hmm. thus far for me is you know the part in Shaun of the Dead where he like like every morning he goes to the little like store mm-hmm. and gets food or in a paper or right. whatever. Um, there's one of those by the bus stop that I went uh-huh. at to go to work. And this it's this old Polish lady that runs it, and she's adorable. And so, like, every – not every morning, because sometimes I do go to Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> and get 
coffee. And, and I was never a coffee drinker, really? but I, I enjoy their coffee. They do have good coffee. Um, I do enjoy their coffee. And, you know, they have donuts. So I have been going in there fairly regularly, like three times a week probably, and getting a Diet Coke slash Diet Dr. Pepper, oh. a little caffeine. And they have these, like, little slices of bread carrot bread or like pumpkin bread or whatever and they're really good so I had been buying that every like every other day so you know she knew me and like it snowed and we talked about the snow and how it was crazy and (laughs) she's just like a sweet lady Uh so I go in there the other day and she's like on the phone and it's not a very big store but she's like in like a back room like in like, she can only see the store because she's, like, stretching the phone cord. It was a phone <laughs> with a cord. Wow. Um, and, like, looking through the doorway. Uh-huh. And I came in and, like, you know, waved good morning. And she, like, waved at me. And so I grabbed my Diet Coke and I went and got my bread. And then I was up the counter and she and I, like, just took the money because I knew how much it was going to be out of my bag and just sort of, like, held it up. And she was just like, yep, yep, and, like, waved at me. And so I left the money That's on the counter great. and I took... My Diet Coke and my bread. That is so awesome. I was like, you know what? People are nice, and they remember you. That is really something you almost always just see in the movies. Yeah, and I was like, this is cool. That is really cool. I probably just didn't have a place like that, because I didn't go to the same... I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's definitely a city thing, is the thing. Yeah, that's true. If you're, like, in the burbs, then you're, like... You know, going to big conglomerate. That's true. Where there like shift changes every three hours, and it's someone right, new, right, some new teenager all the time. Yeah, yeah. that is yeah. true. Because this store, it's like just her, like all the time. That's awesome. I don't think it has a name. It's <laughs> next to the OTB place. Her the store off-track has no bedding. Name. I don't think it has a name. Wow. I think it's just called Polish Lady Bodega. <gasps> It has a walk-up we window, do, so you can get coffee. Her. She yeah, would she be would. great. I don't think she speaks That's very much English. That's why it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I should find... I was like, when it snowed, I was like, yeah, don't go outside unless you have to. And she's like, I know, go, five o'clock. <laughs> I don't know what her name is, though. I need to, like, hey, Polish lady. introduce you know, myself. You know, you need to bring someone in... <laughs> And slyly, like, introduce them to her, and then she'll say her name. <laughs> That's all I do when, I, when I'm supposed to know someone. I just bring someone random Ooh, so I can remember yeah. their name. Sneaky. Yeah, I actually did that at an audition when I saw this guy at the callback. I was like, uh, <laughs> right, your name is, welcome to my new friend. Oh, right. Huh. That's a yeah. good tip. That is my life lesson name. of today for L.A., to not look like a dumbass, because apparently LA is all about networking, which I'm quickly beginning to realize. If you don't know <laughs> someone that you're supposed to remember, introduce them to someone random. And yes. remember their name very quickly. Yes. Yes. And my life lesson is befriend the Polish lady. Yes. Because then you can get your Diet Coke and your bread and... Put your money down and get on the bus Quick on like time. a bunny. Quick <laughs> like a bunny on the B-43. And then when you do that episode of Law and & Order and they, they like, talk to that Polish lady, but, I don't know, she just leave her money! Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Polish people sound like. <laughs> that, I don't How know what Polish that was. Person sound? 
she just she just leave her yeah. money all the time. I don't know. I, like I don't know. <laughs> she cute. That is so an episode of Law and Order, no. and then that Jesse guy's like, oh, thanks, and like walks away all frustrated. That's so New York. So New York. <laughs> it's so Law and Order. So maybe so we should wrap order. up. Yeah, probably. I hope we'll be funny. <laughs> I hope we'll be funny. <laughs> I hope this comes off as entertaining. But we might not be. <laughs> Instead of just two girls talk about stuff. Coasting by podcast is recorded in Brooklyn and Los Angeles. For more information, visit us on the web at coastingby.blogspot.com or email us at coastingby at gmail.com. Have a great day. I'm going to start sending random emails to people I don't know and just be like, listen to this podcast. Kelly, there's a name for that. And it's spam. Well, but I won't go in the spam <laughs> box. I a am reasoning. not a spammer. I am a networker. <laughs>